Join us as we go beyond the pixels in the Gamer's Edge podcast, the show that takes you behind the scenes of video gaming. Each episode dives into the realms of gaming and eSports bringing you exclusive interviews with both rising stars and seasoned veterans, coaches, insightful commentators, and industry leaders. So whether you're an aspiring pro gamer, a dedicated fan, or simply curious about the inner workings of gaming and eSports, grab your headset and join us on this thrilling adventure through the virtual arenas where victory, camaraderie, and endless adventure await. How we doing, guys? Welcome into another episode of the Gamer's Edge podcast. Hopefully, you've enjoyed all the episodes up to this point. We're going to switch gears. I know we've had CEOs on. We've had coaches. We've had players come on. We've had hosts come on. But now we're going to take a peek behind the curtain because without these type of individuals, nothing would be happening outside as well. These teams, in my opinion, would not be at the forefront that they are without people like dylan pomeroy how are we doing today hey hey thank you very much what an intro man i'm honored uh uh as i mentioned when you first reached out super humble and super honored to be on with you and uh take a lot of pride in what i do and i'm, I'm grateful you see it the same way so thanks for having me my friend not a problem now before i let you get into this and let everybody know exactly what it is that you do i gotta know you're a minnesota man born and raised you actually just came from the Minnesota Rocker and everything like that there. Are you rooting on the wild this season? Because Dallas Stars over here. <laughs> it's Yes, I will be rooting for my Minnesota Wild. Uh, I have All to right, navigate. Uh, this interview's over. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we should have been prepared for that side. But uh, yes, sir. Yes, and I will, I will humbly... Uh, you know, respect that during this entire call and throughout the entire season. So um, all good, my friend, all good. I now have to deal with, you know, Boston fans as well, being a part of, uh, of oxygen. So it's, it's what we do, man. It's what we do. It's how we navigate it. Yeah. We won't, we'll leave the Bruins fans alone. They've, they've had a heartbreak enough. We'll, we'll let them make it right now, but it's right. Uh, we did talk about now you're with Oxygen Esports. Do you want to tell everybody, explain just a little bit exactly what your role is there with the team? Yeah, of course. Yeah, to, to give a little bit more. So my name is Dylan Pomeroy. I am Director of Partnerships at Oxygen Esports. Uh, we're active in a bunch of games and titles, which is um, one of the big pulls, actually one of the original allures of of going over to uh, to the Boston crew over there. Um Big fan of Boston esports and Boston sports. I uh, actually grew up there for a little bit when I was very young. I lived in Manchester by the Sea, which is now a movie that people reference and recognize. But my Grammy, my sweet grandma, lived there for uh, for a number of years while I lived there with her. So um, with Boston and uh, Boston Breach, Boston Uprising, and Oxygen Esports, I oversee our partnerships. Uh, hopefully, you know, bringing on brand new, genuine, integral type partners while also maintaining the awesome partners that we currently have. Uh, also overseeing things that I've been a part of before, like uh, educational partnerships, collegiate, um, in-person activation events, things like that too. So yeah, real real stoked to be here and real stoked to, to be on with you specifically, but that's a little bit of, of what I'm working on now and what I've you know sort of been working on in my entire tenure within eSports. Nice. Now, before we even go anywhere, 
first, congratulations. I hear that uh, you just got married here recently, so I do want to say congratulations <laughs> on that. Thank uh, you. Thank you. I, tomorrow, actually, or oh no, I'm sorry. Sunday is the first, uh, so that'll be 14 years for uh, Jennifer, my my wife and I. Wow! So 14 Congrats, years man. and three kids later, we're we're. It, if my Congrats. if my four year old runs in here because he's home with dad today, I'm. Go on, go on. So you may see me shoo him away. Uh, but of course, this is a major it. milestone for you here in your in your life journey. Uh, does that kind of bring up a fresh perspective for you? Uh, this being such a turning point for you here, has this brought any new insight or anything like that as far as your professional and blending the two together? Yeah, absolutely, man. And congrats to you too. That's crazy. Uh, I'm, you know, looking forward to that journey as well. It's super exciting, but yeah, I'll be honest. It's been um, quite a whirlwind over the last couple of weeks and even couple of months um, transitioning out of version one in Minnesota rocker, getting married a uh, little mini moon. We went uh, camping up in the upper peninsula. My wife um, humors my love for the wilderness. And, and we went out into a nice little cabin. Uh, we only camped a couple of nights, but we were in a nice little cabin uh, to getting back from that mini moon and then starting up with uh, lovely oxygen esports. So it's been quite a whirlwind to be honest, but um, I'm a very organized, structured individual. And I set, uh, you know, I think proper boundaries inside my life and inside mine and my wife's life now. And so we've been very uh, grateful for the opportunities, but it's been a blast so far. We have, we have two dogs. Uh, we're in the process of house hunting, which is quite interesting at the moment. It's a bit of a mess out there but um yeah i'll be honest it, it has been really exciting to uh you know provide and look to provide now for quite literally another human being you know we've been together five years but uh this is now very real and we're looking forward to starting our family up together too so very exciting thank you for the well wishes man i appreciate you mentioning that it's really that's really cool heck yeah man uh well you mentioned house hunting are we house hunting in the boston area or are we staying in minnesota or Ironically, my wife really wants to go to the East Coast. Uh, our family's here in the Midwest, so we'll see. Um, I am remote out of Boston, but I do travel quite often with them. So uh, it'll be an interesting, you know, bridge to cross where we do end up. But for now, we're looking in the Midwest, but we're really open to the East Coast, too. Nice, nice. Uh, well, of course, now that you have progressed this far, we're going to hit rewind just a little bit here. Uh you mentioned that you are, of course, with Oxygen. Tell me about your time at your university, uh, the degree, how that now plays a, a role in everything that you do, uh, as well as what led you. Did your university have an esports team? What led you into this path into esports? Oh, I love it. Uh, I love this, this question specifically. I, so I attended university of Wisconsin, Eau Claire, um, an affiliate of the university of Wisconsin program. So, um, great school, really good sales school specifically. So, you know, ironically it fits what I do now, which I think, you know, I don't know what, what did you, what did you go to school for? Did you go to school? Uh, I'm finishing my bachelor's right now in broadcasting at full sail university. Oh, yes. Congrats. Congrats. And, and, you know, perfect example of you finding your niche and, and getting to entertain that. Um, I'm really proud for you. And that's super exciting. But I think that's something that uh, when I was younger, I, I didn't want to go to college. Um, I, 
decent grades. Uh, you know, I was athletic. I had a couple opportunities around, but um, going to school, especially when you're looking at esports, is an interesting angle because I definitely did not attend school to get into esports by any means. Um, I'm still from, you know, the I don't know, the world of like, we were closeted gamers, right? I was captain of the football team, captain of the soccer team and played Halo and Call of Duty till 3, 4 a.m. would wake up and go to school. So did the same at Eau Claire, but there were zero, uh, at least that I knew of opportunities within, whether it was professional gaming as an athlete or um, not that I'd be good enough, but would have loved to have attempted, but uh, definitely no opportunities within the business world. So uh, I really wanted to attend school, get a degree in business specifically, uh, and then get into sales, whether it was, uh, you know, through selling um, like entry-level sales jobs or uh, through what I eventually ended up doing, which was starting my own business. But Eau Claire, you know, in university going to college really did afford me a lot of great skills that I take with me now. Uh, but one thing I do mention when I, I love to meet one-on-one or in group settings with college students. And one thing I mention all the time is like, just being involved is such a crucial aspect to any sort of professional development. And that was something I did not do, even though I'm a, I would like to think pretty personable guy. I, uh, I didn't take a lot of time to join groups, um, take part in things, network, uh, which I do a ton of now. So the earlier you start doing it, the better, but, um, I took a lot of pride in going to Eau Claire and getting a really good sales and marketing degree. And I definitely took that with me now. Yeah. I think that's something that I, of course I, I'm a little older in life and everything. Like I said, I'm, I myself, I'm 38. So had I known about the importance of networking and everything like that, you know, heck even five years ago, uh, I think I would have been a little bit better about it. Uh, I've been blessed in the things that I've done this, of course, is my third podcast venture. Um, the first one was 10 years ago, roundabout-ish. Yeah. Uh, and we actually would go to concerts, me and uh, my one of my best friends. He's the godfather to my kids. He's the original drummer for a band called Upon a Burning Body. And... I would go out on tour with them and I would interview bands and stuff like that and put their, you know, it was really nice being in their environment, like at shows and everything like that. And I'm sure you feel the same way going to events, esports events and being in that environment and that vibe that you get being able to talk with people was really great. And then COVID happened and that just crushed it. Like, we tried to do zoom interviews like this and it just didn't, didn't flow quite mm -hmm. as, as right. Some of the guys would be like, Oh, let me get on for this. Hey man. Yep. Yep. You know, it just, you could tell it, it, it didn't have that same feel. So unfortunately we, we killed that one off. Uh, but here with esports and everything like that, this, this is our environment, like in, 100%. in front of a, a screen, this is where we thrive. Uh, really is. But to to transition that into my my next question here, the background that I've had has influenced me in the ways that I've been able to focus and everything like that. You've had, like you said, a plethora of other little jobs, including your own business at one point. How has that influenced you in your approach to partnering? Uh, partnerships through esports. 
Yeah, yeah, I love it. I I even to, you know, segue with with your previous point and, and even some of the things you mentioned and what we're talking about now, it's like it's so cool. I don't think anything like gaming, I, I like to think of myself as a creative person and I don't think there's ways to creatively put all of our backgrounds into something other than something like gaming. Even you mentioning that what you're doing, um, just to channel that into, you know, esports and gaming podcasts is so cool. Like you were interviewing, you were with bands, you're learning to interact with people, you're networking. It's it's the same on on my side. And I think that's something that I love to talk about too is like giving a good presence on things like video calls, Zoom interviews, uh, you know, a lot of our interviews for professional roles when you get out of college nowadays are going to be over Zoom. They used to be phone calls, which is crazy to think about. Uh, then they turned into in-person interviews and so on. But, you know, you have to carry yourself in a way that exudes a little bit of energy. It hopefully is, uh, you know, positive. Uh, I can't really help it, but I also like, I catch myself. I like to smile a lot. Like those little things that um, I think transition well into uh, what we're doing, what we're kind of talking about today is really fun. So to to make your point and to further your point even too, uh, I loved just the interaction of selling. Like as a competitive individual, that was really what got me into sales. I think it, there's nothing more euphoric, at least in my adult life that, uh, you know, transitions and translates the same way that competitively uh, gaming does or or even traditional sports does. So the next thing for you know, us in our thirties now is, is how we professionally cut, you know, attack our career. And I think that's something that I take a lot of pride in. So my, my old jobs and my jobs all have led to this point. And I think that's how life is, you know, it's a long chapter book where you're building and you're writing new pages all the time. But I, I think that those entry-level jobs I had, and, and even the business that I started to your point, um, really transitioned into who I am today, how I carry myself, uh, how I teach others to carry themselves, especially again in esports, where it trends younger on the entry side and older on the leadership side. So blending those two gaps is an interesting angle for someone in middle management or director or even executive type levels. So um, my, one of my favorite parts of my career post college and before I am now, like, was uh, fun fact about starting my own business. I was at the time. Uh, semi-homeless, I'll call it that. Uh, I was couch surfing, which my parents prefer me to say, um, but I was living out of my car and I lived with my dog. It was very, an interesting time frame. I look back on it fondly now because of the freedom and the ability I had to sort of do whatever I wanted and travel and sell and do that. But um, it was dicey at times, you know, I was living off of credit cards. I was hoping the next sale would come through. And it taught me a lot about you know, back against the wall mentality, uh, yeah. where you're able to just go upwards once you've kind of hit your own personal, and I don't even think that was rock bottom. I had a vehicle, like I had a dog. I, I don't think it was that bad. So I say all that to say that, um, take your past experiences, right? Take those things and and let them be who you are today. Don't think you have to be something you're not because, uh, esports gaming, any of these creative type nuanced industries really need that for personality. And I, I really love that I got to do those things and I don't think too much of it now uh, because it made me who I am. And I trust, you know, I trust who I am now. Yeah. Love to hear it. You know, shows that you've learned that the ability to fight for, for what you want and everything like that. And I'm sure that's helped you, especially now, you know, you may get a, a no, but you can always fight for that. Yes. 
That's right. Yeah, and those are actually great, to be honest, because a no's better than maybe. We always joke in sales because a maybe is there's no end to a maybe. A no is a respectful end to a conversation where we can now continue as you know colleagues, as professional partners. But um, a yes is the best for sure. But yes, I agree. I absolutely agree. Uh, now, you spoke a bit about leadership and everything like that and having your own business and being able to fight and strive and everything like that. Uh, a little no, unknown fact might be that you're actually awarded the Eagle Scout. So how has that leadership <laughs> and that training and everything, all the hours put in for that? Um, because I'm sure for everyone who's ever done Boy Scouts to hear Eagle Scout, they know just how spectacular and time consuming that is. Uh, so to add that to the resume on top of everything uh, and how do you pull your experiences from that into the the esports arena i have never had this is that's pretty cool you even caught that but i are you were you in boy scouts was you, are your are your kids in scouts or anything uh i was many yeah. many, many moons ago um my son is addicted to his xbox he's addicted to rainbow six he has told me he wants to go pro at rainbow six um he's only 12 and then my other son's four so no no Boy Scouts yet, but yeah, my, my four-year-old, he's like my, I want to wrestle. Dad, let's go outside. Let's do this. So potentially for him. I love it. I um, Hey, again, I was an athlete. I was a gamer. My dad was an Eagle Scout. Um, and I remember the Saturday morning, Sunday mornings, any morning, honestly, where my father would, you know, get me up to do stuff, whether it was chores or, um, you know, Scout-related items. And I used to whine about it a lot. And he used to always, 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 always say, Dylan, you'll thank me later. Dylan, you'll thank me later. Dylan, you'll thank me later. And my little brother quit when he was a life scout. Um, he didn't have any friends in scouting anymore. I didn't have any friends in scouting anymore, to be honest. But I think there was an oldest child obligation that I had to make my pops happy. And I stuck through it and I got my eagle. And uh, yeah, man, you nailed it. It's a lot of work, especially, uh, I don't know if people know, but you have to get your eagle scout rank before you turn 18. So, you know, I worked really hard at an age where there's a lot of other things going on that you don't want to be working harder than you have to, whether it's especially school, uh, but also work even. And I was, you know, at the time I was taking college courses and hoping to get ahead of my degree, I was getting my Eagle Scout. I, you know, typical, whatever, hoping to achieve things type of kid. Uh, but I am so, I'm so much more proud of my Eagle Scout than anything else I got at that age. Um, graduating was obviously cool, but I graduated high school and, um, you know, I was captain of some teams, but who cares? Like getting my Eagle Scout was to see my dad be so proud and, um, learn all these things about everything from wilderness survival to, you know, civics, first aid. Um, I mean, anything, like I mentioned at the beginning, I still love to camp and I go up to the boundary waters, you know, once, twice, three times a year, I climb, I hike. Um, I would really encourage people to at least entertain it. Cause I think we've lost a little bit of that in society. And I even joke uh, touching grass, right. You even said your, your child likes to, you know, get out there and touch some grass. It's, it doesn't hurt. And it's, if anything, it puts a lot of things in perspective. So when I'm real stressed, that's what I like to do actually is go, go camp, shut my phone off and uh, it, it all comes back and uh, it puts it all in perspective. So thank you for bringing that up, man. I appreciate that. I uh, was not expecting that. So thank you for even mentioning that. Not a problem. Uh, 
I did mention earlier, of course, and then you touched on it a little bit. You, of course, were working for Rocker in version one. Uh, what would you say is your fondest memory from them? And then what was your, well, well let's just be honest. What was your least fondest <laughs> memory? Oh, I love it. Um, well, fondest memory is truly just getting the opportunity. Um, when I heard there was a Call of Duty team coming to Minnesota, that was what originally kicked it off. I was just on the back half of living in my car. Uh, I had gotten a place here in Minnesota. Very proud. I uh, had a headboard. I had lamps. You know, I had I had belongings again. I was very pumped. But um, when I heard a Call of Duty team was coming to Minnesota, I wanted to be a part of it so badly. Uh, I knew it was tied to the Vikings and the Wilf ownership group. So I started like obsessively putting my name in the hat. I applied for every role that was available. I um, started writing articles and posting them on LinkedIn and on my Twitter account to try to get uh, a little bit of traction in front of people. And fun fact, I actually did not get any of the open roles. Um, I That was between August 2019 and December of 2019, just hitting the pavement in front of them hard. Interview, didn't get any roles, like literally got shut down everywhere. Uh, end of December, um, my past boss and boss of four years, Brett Diamond, COO there, uh, said they needed some help with the launch event weekend that was going on at the Armory, uh, and they brought me on as a contractor, and the rest is sort of history. I worked my way up internally on the marketing side and moved my way over to the partnership side after some fun sales, but uh, the super long-winded way to just say, like, the opportunity is probably my favorite memory about it. The people that were there, the events we did, the pride I got to take in my work I was doing were were really, you know, important things to me. I think the toughest part as of late, um, you know, to be real transparent is the the layoffs. You know, I, I was there through a couple different rounds of seeing my friends, uh, you know, friends and longtime colleagues go. And I think there's a a lot of people in esports that are very, very, very freaking talented and and unfortunately don't have a role right now. And other industries, I don't think deserve them. And I think this industry needs them. So it's a really tough conundrum uh, as we see these things happen over and over again. But um, I understand the business side of it, of course, is literally being in partnerships. I felt somewhat guilty that I could have done more, of course. But uh, yeah, I think those are two like, they're a little sappy, but I think those are like good and bad uh, memories that I've had of it that weren't necessarily related to my my daily, monthly, yearly performance as a seller. So uh, very fond memories there. And I'll never forget, you know, getting to grow with, with V1 and with Rocker. Okay. Uh, we won't, this will lead us down a rabbit hole, so I won't touch too much on it. But like I said, with all the layoffs going on, uh, we see Riot Games just letting people go. Uh, a lot of the gaming industry itself, we see this, some people are calling it a, a burst in the gaming industry, but I, I don't like to call it a burst. I like to say it's deflating uh, a little bit because we're still pumping out video games. We're still, at, as just human beings, obsessing over the next great video game. Uh, Call of Duty, supposedly, everybody hates on the new Call of Duties when they come out, but you sure are about to go out there and buy them. Uh, and the new one as well. Everyone's talking about it's either going to be the next greatest one or they're just so tired of the Call of Duty franchise. 
whatever your stance is, you're still about to go out there and buy it. I know I've already reserved my copy uh, of MW3. Uh, But then you also look at things like the news just dropped earlier today, and we were talking about it before we went live. Uh, League of Legends trying to now start a salary cap. We saw Call of Duty do the same thing uh, a couple of years back. And, of course, that got debunked because of player unions and everything like that that need to be required for that. We see the Xbox, uh, Microsoft trying to uh, buy Activision. What's going to be going on with the Overwatch League and the Call of Duty League if that does get completed? And there's just so many moving like parts uh, behind the scenes that not the the casual fan probably doesn't doesn't think about. Uh, but again, this could lead us down an entire rabbit hole, so we we won't touch on that right now. Uh, but I would love maybe one day a uh, Sean Rogers, a spaceman, you know, the Rocket League caster and everything. He's actually got a degree in this stuff. So I would love to maybe get a panel on and we can discuss this one day uh, and just the the state of esports. Because um, I know everybody has their own opinion. And little unknown fact, you'd be surprised how many people in this, uh, not, not you per se, but... Uh, my listener may be surprised at just the educational background that everybody in esports has. Everybody's highly, highly educated. Uh, and it, it's, hey, it's awesome to see and awesome to, to be able to talk with people. Sean uh, has some great tweets. Uh, Adam Apicella, like all these, these business minds. I totally agree. Totally agree, man. It would be awesome to have a big panel together and talk this, you know, talk things through more and more and more and more and more because the better the education, the better the community, the better the grassroots, the stronger these things will be. Uh, and, you know, we kind of left our conversation earlier at the fact of like, um, it it's not going anywhere because it can't go anywhere. There's nowhere for it to go. We're still going to keep gaming. We're still going to keep playing. We're still going to keep competing. What happens now is it settles in, right? We we start to build structure around it. So I completely agree, man. I'd love to, yeah, I'd love to to have those conversations in those panels someday. That'd be awesome. Well, my long-winded version, or my short version to that long wind that I just did for you. Yeah, yeah. Where do you see esports in the next five years? Yes, I, I love it. I um, I think about this often, and I think being in esports now professionally for five years, uh, you know, as a career, and being a gamer for several iterations of five-year increments uh, over time. I do think about this a lot. I'm sure you do too. And and we've even seen it evolve extensively already, um, even in the last, you know, since COVID. Um, what I think is where my head goes selfishly is the brand side for sure. Like partnerships are being such a huge key to this next growth period. Um, you know, investor money is super important, but like where brands can start to fit in and start to ingratiate themselves with you know, essentially a really malleable, loyal, genuine audience of, you know, typically under 30, pretty highly Gen Z and even Gen Alpha now, and and just really open to brand legitimacy, but also, um, you know, gone are the days. I, I, I think about it every time I sit on my couch all day and watch football. Like, I, I find the smattering the just punch in the face of marketing all day long that goes on on you know a football game like I think it's crazy when there's 
now the kickoff, right? The kickoff is just a kickoff into a touchback commercial before commercial after, and God forbid someone gets like hurt or the two minute warning, like commercial, 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 commercial. And we're bombarded with these like illegitimate ways of understanding what they're trying to get across to us. It's auto, it's HVAC, it's finance, it's banking, it's insurance. And it's like, it's so daunting. And so where I think we need to go in the next five years, you know, and even the next year, five years and 10 years is like just bringing these brands in at a clean slate, like having these interactions with them that are so much more memorable. And, you know, I think they do a good job on NFL Sundays or collegiate, uh, you know, NCAA, like those types of things where moments can be memorable, whether it's like the all state hands as the netting on the floor, uh, uh, behind the field goal post, like, you know, this, I watched the Lexus overtime last night with, um, you know, Thursday night football. So there's ways to do this in a way that's not so in your face, but I want us to be really conscious of it as we go, because I think that's super important and how we do it is super important. The overall industry of esports is going to continue to evolve. I think it'll get, um, even more structured, which is good. Uh, you know, I think it'll get more competitive, which is good. What will be interesting though, is to look nostalgically back on, we do it now already, but looking back on orgs, on teams, on players that we used to be fans of and what the new age of fandom, new age of playerhood, what these individuals look like. Uh, the other facet too, from an organizational standpoint is like, how do we lean on orgs to become all encompassing essentially media outlets? Can we, you know, have artists, music? Can we host creators that are in other things like, uh, you know, you see Optic doing things like chess. Like, I enjoy those facets that make an an organization all-encompassing to young fandom, uh, as well as old fandom. Like, I think older generations actually get into esports pretty simply and pretty easily if they are open to it. But it, let's be honest, the younger generation is, like, already in tune to this stuff. Um, you know, I went over to my, my little cousins the other day and he bought the version one Rocket League skin, which I was grateful for. Actually, I guess my uncle bought it for him. Cause he's like 10, uh, but he already has the oxygen, you know, skin. So it's like, I love that little bit of fandom that comes with it. And you mentioned your son likes R6, like that oxygen skin's pretty, pretty clean in there, but I think that's a cool way to like increase fandom. So to kind of wrap it up, as, as you mentioned, not going down these rabbit holes, uh, I really want orgs to continue to legitimize the space through brands. Uh, I want partners to come in in a genuine, you know, loyal fashion to the fandom that built it. And I really want, you know, fandom to grow with creators, with influencers, with players um, in a way that, you know, fits the industry and is, is catering towards the media that it's already, you know, already doing. I think that's what we can all continue to do. So. Yeah. You did mention optic. I know Hex has said before, you know, we are a, content creating group that just happens to be great at video games and that's how he has built optic from the get-go and also, in in many interviews he's even said i will take a little bit of like the uh the the prize pool money but that the players earn that he's 100%. always said i want the sponsorships i want you know jack in the box and everybody that they have over there um, that's what, what he wants to keep his business afloat. He doesn't want to take away from the players or have to rely on them to keep him afloat. And I've always looked at that and thought that was a great concept to have uh, going into into the esports realm. 
agree. Totally agree. That's the way to do it. And I think uh, it's important and it allows the players to stand on their own as well. And it allows brands to come in and see that. Um, I'm a big fan of this as well. Big fan of that. Uh, now, we've peppered over many different subjects now. Uh, but what do you believe has set Oxygen Esports apart? And also, what has been the rapid evolution for esports? And where do you see Oxygen going with future partnerships? Yeah, perfect question, honestly, because it, it feeds into what we're just sort of talking about. Um, again, a big allure for Oxygen for me was first off, the teams, the competitive aspect to be on the main stage for, I mean, Apex less than a month ago, month ago, Boston Uprising is playing in grand finals for Overwatch right now, uh, you know, to have a top call of duty team for the r6 team to be top 10 globally like rocket league team was just a gamers eight i i love the competitive aspect that oxygen can offer um you know even their valorant team are there i gotta work on saying there. our valorant team uh just you know competed a couple weeks ago um with their new player dapper uh you know being competitive is what esports is all about to your point and like i like the way hex put it is that it's a media company that happens to also be good at competitive they're a content creating company that happens to be good competitively. So I I really love that aspect of Oxygen. Um, one other really cool part of Oxygen is just how ingratiated the founders are. Um, Murph Vanderveld and, and Adam Morrison are two, uh, the two founders behind Oxygen and are, are so genuine. They're so loyal to the brand. They're around every day. Like there is no gap between what goes on and what they're doing. And I find that really beautiful. Um, that's a really important aspect to, I think, you know, esports and its growth because brand messaging can get lost if, uh, if you don't have those types of individuals around. Um, also Jack Vanderveld, uh, their, you know, Murph's brother runs Helix uh, esports, which is their, which is the facility right next to Gillette stadium and really cool spot for gaming and for activation and for watch parties um, but a really fun spot on a Patriots game day. They have comedy nights. Like to your point earlier about being media, being content creation. Uh, I love the Helix Center and I love that we have that to offer to fans, to the community, to Patriots fandom, uh, even as a Vikings fan. And I was a past Pats fan uh when I was younger, but I've lived in Minnesota too long to to dodge that one. But I find those things really important to the ecosystem of esports and the ecosystem of gaming. And I find it a really nice way to sort of genuinely bring all that full circle from the competitive side to the partners. But what ties it all together is fans that care. And if you don't have a local presence, which again, I think Rocker did a really great job. I think Boston Breach and I think Oxygen, Boston Uprising do a really great job of is creating genuine interactions at a fan level touch point that first off is tangible for brands, but also is like, lifelong you know you'll look back on watch parties you were at you'll look back on events you were attending uh and to your point even about us hopping on a zoom call for an interview i'll always appreciate this time but i hope to see you at an event i hope to overlap yeah, with yeah. you down in dallas you know like that is where it gets real genuine so i keep saying the word genuine but that's truly what i mean when we talk about how this how this continues to build what oxygen is doing what my role at oxygen is doing to better that and sort of how I see the success of this thing long-term continuing to be to be a thing and how I can help contribute to it. Well, I'm going to kind of blend some stuff here now. Uh, please, please. You 
actually mentioned the rocker y'all did a great job with the home series uh, i know mm. there was a little bit of controversy with it when uh when y'all were doing it uh but it was great for to see because y'all well they were based in dallas the the team yes yep. uh, but they would still fly up there for the home series for the fans and everything like that uh quick question before i mention this is boston the same way uh their call of duty team are they based uh for internet's sake in dallas uh or are they based there they'll be based in boston um really again i i think a really cool point and something we we tried to to push in minnesota um but i'm glad the guys in boston are open to it because i think it, it it creates a a really it creates a number of things it creates good content first off right which is genuine again and lifelong and and everlasting blah 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 um but the guys get to practice together they get to be together they get to hop on podcasts together so uh they'll be in, they'll be in boston which is uh really exciting then i've got Two more questions for you on this one. Could we potentially see, even if it's not a home series to where another team comes in? Oh, I may have just lost you. Oh, no, okay. The video just froze for a second, so I wanted to make Could have sure. been me. Could have been me. My bad. Yep. Uh, the, uh, are we going to, if the other team does not, per se, come uh, to Boston, could we still see all set up the team and have people come watch y'all play the online match. Um, mm. Cause even I think that that would be cool. Then you could do a meet and greet after and everything like that, which of course be stellar for the fans. Uh, or could we potentially see a page from uh, Carmine Corp who just did Carmine Corp versus the world. Uh, I don't know if you got to check that out or not. So cool. So cool. Um, yeah, to, to cut you off and jump in and answer, yeah, would love both. To, I would love to see both of those things happen. Um, no idea what twenty twenty four looks like and how those will play out. Um, but I, those are things that I, I mean, the Rocker Home Series that were in Madison and Minneapolis were so cool and was a real good case study on like where fandom will travel to. And I think New York, I think Boston, I think Florida, I think Dallas for sure, and Optic like. LA these are places that fans would love that and I think that's a really cool thing we got to see happen um you know to your point about the competitive integrity of it we got to discuss that live like we got to talk about it live if if internet's an issue um if things like that are issues that's hard to navigate with you know tech difficulties anyways so the fact we can do it in person was you know a talking point for sure but also really exciting to do in person um separately speaking love the idea of like having you know one or two teams do something again competitive wise in person um also the carmine thing was insane i loved the i've never seen anything like that i've seen that with like 12 valorant teams down in brazil like um you know excuse me i, I feel like i've seen it with champs somewhat right but that's 10 teams eight teams 12 teams like cwl I have never seen anything like that where like they hosted an event. I mean, you and I, we might've even been talking about it, but that, that camera thing they did where the yeah, goal yeah. would the, score. The transition. Like, yeah. For the rocket oh, league score. No. Genius. It was so damn cool. So I, I agree, man. And I think you and I as like, you know, again, we're both in our thirties. So I, I think we, we have this eye for hopefulness that we want to see happen within esports. And I think that was one of the coolest damn things I've ever seen. So, um, 
to put it all together. Like would love to do some, you know, and I know, I know we'll do awesome stuff. We'll do some awesome stuff in, uh, alongside oxygen. We'll do awesome stuff with breach. Like we'll do some of these things. So I have no idea which ones or what we'll do specifically, but that is a absolute pillar of what oxygen esports wants to do as an organization, how we want to cater to our community, how we want to cater to our fandom, absolute pillar of it and if we could emulate something like carmine did like oh my god i again would love that too so uh massive goals and massive uh uh shoes to to fill but i love that you're thinking like that too because that's absolutely the way that that i look at things nice well i know we've been a heavy on the business side of things here in the last couple of questions uh but to get a little bit personal are there any specific mentors or experiences that have significantly shaped your career up to this point? And uh, going, well, I, I'll actually let you answer that one before I go into the next one. You were giving me a nice pause because I, I, I wanted to think for a second because this was one, this is one that I, I do think a lot about, but honestly, the people that I've mentioned already, people like Brett Diamond, who gave me a chance in esports. Um, you know, BZ, who I haven't talked about yet, but is a good friend of mine and colleague of mine, works at, you know, an analytics company now in esports. Um, Annie, Allie, marketers that were on one side of the business at, at Rocker that challenged me in really good ways. Um, you know, I'll be honest, though, I think a lot of people within esports that I look to are the rising tide that I strive to be, um, even yourself now, like to get a message like that on LinkedIn from you is, is truly humbling. And it reminds me of why I'm in this industry. And that's to raise others up 100% of the time. Um, I try to, I hope I do, but I try to answer every DM I get. I think that was something that I saw right away that wasn't happening when I wanted help, or if I wanted to talk to someone and not even like wanted help with something specific, if I just wanted like, Hey, I'm working on something. Can you lend me your eyes? awesome person in the industry a lot of times i wouldn't get a response back and then i got into the industry and i had people doing it to me and i was like i was saying yes to everyone because i love this stuff i think this is what gives me the energy to do what i do um day to day and so it's a super roundabout answer of saying like i think this industry is sort of my mentor and my role model and i think the people younger than me especially coming out of school um the high school students that i work with the college students that i work with they're sort of my my role model my mentor because they have so much passion they have so much life in them when it comes to this industry and so much that they want to accomplish that i really want to emulate that energy and that passion any call i go into any pitch i'm on any meeting that i run um that's sort of what i that's sort of what i think about constantly so uh, hopefully not too cheesy of a way to answer it, but I do think about it like that, where I owe a lot of what I've been able to quote unquote accomplish in this industry to the individuals who just gave me a chance and the individuals, you know, who, who, who think I have accomplished something. It's a pretty, a pretty humbling thing. So uh, I, I'm real grateful for you asking it that way. Cause I think it's, it's something that I try to be conscious of constantly. No, oh, that was not cheesy at all. It's on point. Great, great answer. Uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> Well, I know that I, I said only 20, 30 minutes. Oh, thank you so much. We've definitely almost gone, you know, for a whole hour. So I do appreciate it uh, very much. Uh, I will go ahead and then and just pass the mic over to you for the last bit here. Uh, let everybody know how they can reach you. Uh, 
any social medias that you do want to plug and uh shout out oxygen esports hey amen amen thank you again cody you know truly just grateful for our time i think uh we could go on and on and on and maybe there's a world where we do uh you know would love love some of those panels or discussions and uh you know kudos to you for what you're doing i really i i watched rain days one and uh your conversation and and to be again in an arsenal uh with someone like that who i've watched past apex and host apex for a number of years to now be on the same pod as uh him is damn cool so um you know grateful for what you're doing grateful for what you do to this industry and how you elevate it as well so thank you for the opportunity but yeah again uh my name is dylan uh find me on twitter at dylan pomeroy linkedin especially um if you're listening to this podcast as like you know business or college or something like that hit me up there and let's connect um i'm on instagram of course too where i share more of like my outdoors stuff uh i like to get out and about and so if you want to like learn how to start a fire maybe i'll post a story on there or something but um those are sort of my my ways to get reached uh as for where we're looking at things like find oxygen find uh oxygen esports if you're a fan of apex r6 rocket league call of duty like we've got teams and we're we're you know proud to be a community-based team that uh grows with our fans so you know again real grateful for the time cody but We'll, we'll see how the season goes with the NHL right around the corner, brother. Uh, we've got preseason wrapping up here soon, and it'll be wild stars before we even know it, man. Definitely. We'll, we'll have to get on get on a call at, before that game, at, at least. <laughs> that way, well, when somebody's feelings get hurt, we've got a few days to, to, to mend the heart. I'll be uh, getting screenshots of the standings or you'll be getting screenshots. Who's we'll see how it goes, man. But I'm very excited. Very excited for it. Well, my final, final question for you, and then I'm gonna let you go. You you bring in slasher, you bring in Priesta. Where is Boston Breach going to go this this year? Are you taking it all? All the way. All the way, baby. Yeah, these guys uh I, I truly and I'm not even saying that now as a person there, but I do believe in this. We went out to dinner when I was out there last week, um, brought all the guys out, the, the camaraderie between these guys, uh, you know, shout out the YouTube channel, boss of breach, um, their latest podcast. You see these guys interact and how much fun they have together. Snoop is sort of like the, the, the young gun. We got big cap running things. Like it is going to be a really fun crew to watch. And I I'm truly juiced. I got to work with Preston while at rocker for a bit and, I mean, talk about Preston and Slasher as just like true industry professionals and like career men when it comes to Call of Duty. Uh, I love the dynamic. So yeah, I hope to be hope to be watching the boys host, you know, a number of major trophies. But you know, it'd be even cooler to look back on this conversation and see them uh, hosting at Champs, man. That'd be awesome. Nice. Well, again, thank you so much for your time and, and especially going way over the 20, 30 minutes uh, for me. I I appreciate it like you would not believe. Uh, go stars. <laughs> uh, no comment. No comment. <laughs> we will catch you next time, and uh, I will definitely get with Sean and get with some of the other guys as well. Uh, of course, uh, Ashes uh, Complexities uh, Ashes is super knowledgeable on it as well. I would love to have him on the panel. Mate, maybe that'll be our, our first panel discussion. Is you. Uh, Sean and Mr. Ridgeway up there in Dallas with Complexity, uh, get y'all on and we can we can talk about the state of esports. Love it, love it. So, Thank you again. 
not a problem but until next time guys make sure you're hitting the subscribe button if you're checking us out on spotify itunes anything like that uh, of course if you're checking out the video on youtube hit the follow subscribe button there but until next time guys peace